Welcome to Main Menu for the week of December 7 through December 14, 2012. I'm your host, David Tanner, and very glad you could be with us today here on Main Menu. We have quite a show lined up for you today. We have two main features today. I'm going to start out with a review of the narrator screen reader built into windows 8 and we're going to take quite a, an extensive look at narrator we're going to see a lot about its features we're going to look at the different settings available and give you a real good taste for what narrator in windows 8 is all about it has grown to be quite a screen reader it's maybe not quite up to the level of some of our screen readers but it has improved quite a lot and is definitely quite usable at this point so i think you want to listen to that and see what all is coming up with the narrator in windows 8 and then david woodridge from vision australia comes back with us with a review and demonstration of a number of the features including the new things in siri and the use of the iphone as an iphone and how it all works with voiceover in the second part of our show and that is the show for this evening. We hope you are enjoying the productions we have for you here on Main Menu and that you're getting a lot of good use out of the information we can provide to you. And we are going to go right ahead now and get right into Main Menu for this week. You have a great week. Try to stay warm and we'll see you soon here on Main Menu. All of us here on the Main Menu team consider your thoughts, questions, suggestions, and any other feedback that you may have very important. To interact with us on the show, you can send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. If you would like to find past show archives and more information about Main Menu, you can visit our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. If you would like to interact with us on Twitter and see all the latest show news, you can follow us by visiting www.twitter.com slash mainmenu or by following at mainmenu. If you would like to receive show announcements in your inbox and interact with other Main Menu listeners, you can subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list by sending a blank email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Anytime that you have any comments, questions, or suggestions that you would like us to hear, please get in touch with us. All 
right, well, today I want to take you on a tour of Narrator, the screen reader built into Windows. For years, you know, Narrator has been around, but it hasn't been a very powerful screen reader. And maybe you could use it to do some general setup and a few things in Windows. But as far as actually using it much as a screen reader, uh, it really didn't have a whole lot of commands available to let you do a whole lot with it other than some very basic things. That has changed in Windows 8. Microsoft has put a lot of effort into increasing what it will do in the narrator in Windows 8. And I want you to take a look at that with me today. And we're going to bring narrator up with the command Windows key and press enter. And so I'm going to hold down the Windows key and hit enter. Starting narrator. And just that simple. It's up and ready to go. And let's see where we are here. I believe alt. if I do an alt tab. Running programs. Current application narrator settings one of two. Narrator settings window. Focus on press any key on the keyboard to hear the name of that key. Press caps lock plus F1 to review the full set of narrator commands. Press the tab key to navigate through the options. Press caps lock plus escape to exit narrator. All right. So when we come into the narrator settings area, we get that nice little uh, group of uh, interesting information that will help us know what we can do, some of the basic things we can do with Narrator. And it says we can press the key and it'll tell us what the key is. It says we can uh, press the caps lock and F1 to get Narrator help. And we can press caps lock and the escape to get out of Narrator, close Narrator down. And one of the nice things is if you uh, bring a narrator up and you do an alt tab, you're first going to go to the desktop and then you, when you do another alt tab, you will go to the narrator control panel. And so I'm going to just show you that here, alt tab. Alt, running programs, current application desktop two of two. All right. So it says I have two running programs, one of them being the desktop and then alt, narrator settings one of two. All right, and so the second program then is Narrate. All right, and so let's go ahead now and let's take a look at our Narrator control panel and let's look at them, some of the settings we have there. Focus on press any key on the keyboard to hear the name of that key. Press caps lock plus F1 to review the full set of Narrator commands. All right, so there's our message that we get when we come in again. And let's press the tab key to get over to our first set of options. General, change how Narrator starts and other standard settings button. All right, so I have a general settings navigation change how you interact with your pc using narrator button all right navigation voice change the speed pitch or volume of the current voice or choose a new voice button commands create your own keyboard commands button aha uh -huh. create your own keyboard commands so in addition to the commands that are already there they actually give you the capability of going in and adding additional keyboard commands to narrator and that's what we've needed for a long time isn't it the ability to not only have the basics there but be able to add to that and in our own keyboard commands uh, that can make Narrator even more powerful and do more for us. And let's tab again. Minimize this window and return to your app button. All right. So then when I am through working with setting Narrator the way I want it, then I can come here and hit the space bar and Alt-Tab and go back to my application. And I've minimized Narrator and gotten it out of the way. All right. Let's go now back and let's take a look at our some of our settings under the general settings. Exit Narrator. Help. Let press any key on the keyboard to hear the name of that key. General. Change how Narrator starts and other standard settings button. All right. And I'm on the general button and I'm going to press the space bar. Space. General. Lock the narrator key so you don't have to press them for each command. Caps lock. Uncheck checkbox. Shortcut all plus L. All right. So 
if I wanted to, I could check, put a checkbox here by hitting the spacebar, and that would lock the caps lock, which is the narrator key. Sound familiar to some other uh, screen readers that you know of that use the caps lock for their, their hotkey? Well, same in narrator. And this choice here will lock that so that when I want to do a narrator command, the caps lock is already locked and only ha all I have to do is hit the other key involved uh, in making the narrator command. Uh, to do whatever it is I want to do. Well, that that can be nice, and there can be times when that can be really uh, work great for us. On the other hand, that might not be so great sometimes too. So um, you'll want to think about that one real hard before you you uh, check it. And depending on what you plan on doing, decide whether you really want to do that or whether you don't. All right, let's tab once. Start narrator minimized check checkbox shortcut all plus M. All right, start narrator minimized, and that's what I have chosen to do so that when narrator first comes up it is already minimized because I can still get to the narrator control panel whether I have it maximized or minimized so I just start with it minimized and that way I'm ready to do whatever else I want to do with the computer without having to minimize it it's already minimized for me and but I can check that or uncheck it and I do have it checked echo keyboard keystrokes while typing check checkbox shortcut all plus e all right uh, this is echo keystrokes and I have this checkbox checked so that as I type, I hear each key as I type it. Some people like it that way and some people don't. Um, I'm kind of one of these folks that uh, I am not a perfect speller. I'm a pretty good speller, but I sometimes may hit a wrong key or I may spell something wrong. And most generally, if I'm typing along and I hear a wrong key, I'll catch it right then and I can fix it without waiting and having to do a spell check later to find out that I made a mistake. All right. Let's tab again. Read out voice narrator errors. Check checkbox. Shortcut all plus R. Okay, and I've checked marked this so that if there are any errors, that narrator will read those errors to me. Enable visual highlighting of narrator cursor. Check checkbox. Shortcut all plus V. All right. Highlight uh, where the narrator cursor is, and that can often be helpful, particularly if you need help from a sighted person to uh, you're not understanding exactly what's going on, or you want them to understand exactly where you are. Let's tab again. Play audio cues check checkbox shortcut all plus p all right play audio cues so um that's kind of nice to have on because audio cues can oftentimes help you with whatever it is you're doing and particularly once you get used to what audio cues stand for what read hints for common items check checkbox shortcut all plus h all right read hints for common items that would be kind of nice if it's going to give us some cues as to what we need to do it would be nice to have those read to us and we can turn that on or off lower the volume of other apps when narrator is running check checkbox shortcut all plus a okay um for any of you who may be using voiceover on the on the mac you know the voiceover does that and now they're giving you that option in narrator that if something is going on and the there is speech coming out from something that's on the screen and you do something with narrator then it will cut down the sound of the another application for example let's say you were playing some music and you did something with narrator it would automatically turn the volume of the music down so that it would be easier for you to hear what narrator was saying to and i definitely have that checked 
Retain notifications to be read for 30 seconds. Editable combo box. Shortcut all plus it. Collapse. Okay. If some kind of a notification comes up on the screen, I wanted that notification to stay up there for 30 seconds. So in case I want to reread that notification, I can do so. Control whether narrator starts when I sign in. Link. All right. Now here they've given us a link that we can go and set up whether we want narrator to come up when Windows comes up and when we get to our login screen. Save changes to these settings button. And if I want to save the settings, I'd simply hit the spacebar there. Restore previous settings button. We could restore previous settings. If we reset some stuff and we decide, no, we want to go back where we were, we can simply press this button and, and go back to the settings we already had. Help link. And then there's a help link. Lock the narrator key so you don't have to press them for each command. Caps lock. Uncheck checkbox. Okay, and plus we're L. back to the beginning of our general settings. Chip help link. Restore previous settings. Save changes to these settings button. And I'm just going to hit the escape and come out of there. Press any key on the keyboard to hear the name of that key. And it took me back to my... My main menu in Narrator, and now I'm going to tab again. over. General, change how Narrator general. starts. Navigation, change how you interact with your PC using Narrator button. Save changes to these settings, disabled. And we're on the navigation button. I'm going to hit the space bar. Space, read and interact with the screen using the mouse uncheck checkbox. Shortcut all plus R. Navigation, change how you interact with your PC using Narrator, disabled. All right. Chip. So. Help link. Read and interact with the screen using the mouse uncheck checkbox. Shortcut all plus R. Okay. So here's a choice. And I don't have it checked. You may want to check. This again is, is one of those things you'll want to think about um, whether this is something you might need or not. And that is will narrator react or read to you when you move the mouse around. And when I come to another icon, if I'm moving around with the mouse, if I had this turned it on, it would read to me. If I don't care whether I have that or not, I can leave it unchecked. Activate keys on the touch keyboard when you lift your finger. Uncheck checkbox. Shortcut All right. plus F. This is specifically made. I think you can tell it right off. This setting is for those people who might be using a touch screen with Windows 8. And if you check this and you're using a touch screen on your Windows 8 computer, you can move around the screen with your finger. And if you lift your finger, then narrator is going to going to react for you. Uncheck checkbox, shortcut all plus F. Okay, what it says is activate keys on the keyboard when I lift my finger on the touch screen. So if I am on a keyboard on the screen, and I'm going to move my finger around to find the letter I want. When I come to the letter I want or the key I want, when I raise my finger, if I have this checked, it's going to activate that key, which would mean then I could easily do like a, a lot of us do with our, our phones, our touch phones, like the iPhone, where I can move around the keyboard and I come to the key I want, I lift my finger and that key gets recorded or gets activated. So that's what that is. So you obviously, if you've got a computer like I'm working on, which is a laptop key, Keyboard, just a standard laptop. I don't have a touchscreen, and so I'll leave that unchecked because I would be doing it. All right, let's tab again. Enable the narrator cursor to follow the keyboard focus check checkbox. Shortcut Alt plus K. All right, enable narrator to follow the uh, keys as we as we go. The system cursor, and uh, we want that checked, or I do. Um, you may not, and depending on what the, 
particular thing is you're going to do that may be something you want or may not want. Select the narrator cursor movement mode, normal, editable combo box, shortcut all plus C, collapse. Okay, so here I can change how I want the narrator uh, cursor and how I want narrator to react, and I have mine set for normal. Save changes to these settings. All button. right, and there's the end of the settings under navigation, and there's where I could hit the spacebar and save those settings. I'm going to escape out of that. Press any key on the keyboard to hear the name of that key. All right, let's tab back and go to our next set of settings. General, navigation, voice, change the speed, pitch, or volume of the current voice, or choose a new voice button. Okay, Save changes to these settings. We won't spend a whole lot of time there. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. There are four different voices you can pick from. David, the one we're using now, is the default voice. And so unless you go and change it to a different voice, that David will be the voice you will be hearing. And you can change the rate of the speech and the pitch and the, the volume uh, for your voice in those settings there. Commands. Create your own keyboard commands button. Okay, you could go in here and create additional keyboard commands, and we won't take time to do that in this review because this is more of an overview. We'll maybe sometime later on do a review just on how you go about doing and setting up additional commands for narrator. I think that could be a good segment sometime, and we'll take a look at that. Minimize this window and return to your app button. All right, minimize this screen and return to your app. And so we've gone through all of the settings here in the narrator. And so what I want to do is I want to go and show you the list of commands. And we'll go through these pretty quickly, but give you an idea of the keyboard commands that are already available to you now in narrator. And to do that, as was said in the message earlier, I hold down the caps lock key and hit F1. Caps lock. Search all commands window. Focus on search box. Editing explorable text. And so we're at the top of our list. And I'm going to hit the down arrow. Stop reading. Control. Select it. 1 okay, of 72. Okay, that's pretty, pretty typical. Uh, if I want to shut off speech, I hit the control key, and that's pretty much what we do in most screen readers. And I'm going to down arrow. Do primary action. Caps lock plus space. Select it. 2 of 72. All right, do primary action. So if there is a choice to make, and let's say I'm setting on an OK button, I can hold down the caps lock key and hit the space bar. That's at that moment the focus, that's the primary action, and so that's what we get done. All right. Move to next item, caps lock plus right arrow, selected 3 of 72. All right, move to the next item, caps lock plus right arrow. And as you can tell, we're using the caps lock, which is the hotkey for narrator. Move to previous item, caps lock plus left arrow, selected 4 of, change view, caps lock plus up arrow, selected 5 of 72. Okay, change view, caps lock up arrow. That is going to move us up, and it says change view. We're going to move up somewhere. We could be moving up to another window. We could be moving up to another line. Um, anyway, it's going to change our view view and that's with caps lock up arrow and then look this change view caps lock plus down arrow selected All six right. of 72 so change view uh this time yeah i'm changing the view i'm moving down and so caps lock up arrow will take you up the view goes up caps in the down arrow goes down and that's caps lock and the down arrow and we go down show commands list caps lock plus f1 selected seven of 72 all right caps lock and f1 and i get the list that i'm going to through right now with all of the commands and have you noticed yet that it, it's giving us the number of the command we're on and then saying out of 72 so where we have a list of 72 commands here and that's why we're not going to dwell a whole lot on any one of these commands uh, we're just basically going to go through and look at the list to give you an idea what is already here and then as we already know we can add commands to that 
down arrow. Show commands for current item. Caps lock plus F2. Selected 8 of 72. Okay. This is really kind of neat because you can be on a particular item and maybe you're not totally sure what might be the best command to use there uh, with narrator to find out exactly what you need to do. And so at that point you could do a caps lock and F2 and narrator will tell you what is the most likely thing that you think or things that you could do uh, based on where you are and where narrator is focused. All right. Toggle search mode. Caps lock plus enter. Selected 9 of 72. All right. Toggle search mode with the caps lock and enter. Start reading. Caps lock plus M. Selected 10 of 72. All right. Caps lock M says start reading. And so if I'm uh, on a page or I'm on a, uh, in, a, in a document or I'm on a web page, wherever I might be and I want it to narrator to start reading, uh, I can do caps lock M and narrator will start reading too. Exit narrator. Caps lock plus escape. Selected 11 yeah. of 72. All right. Caps lock escape. It's going to take us out of narrator. It's going to shut narrator down. Lock narrator key. Caps lock plus Z. Selected 12 of 72. All right. Exit narrator. Lock narrator key. Caps lock plus Z. Selected 12 of 72. So the other way to lock the narrator key, if I want to do it manually instead of from the... Um, control panel, let's say I want to just temporarily lock the narrator key because I'm going to do a bunch of reading, uh, just reading around the screen. Uh, you could do the caps lock C and it would lock the narrator key until you did caps lock C again and unlock it. All right. Pass keys to application. Caps lock plus X. Selected 13 of 72. Okay. So if I needed to do some command for the application that I'm in or for Windows and there was going to be uh, a conflict between a narrator key and the keystrokes that I need to do for whatever application I'm in, I can do the caps lock X and then the next commands that I put in, uh, the next command that I put in is going to go through to the application instead of being a narrator key for that moment. Toggle keystroke announcements, caps lock plus F12, selected 14 of 72. That's just going to turn on or off whether you hear keystrokes. Repeat phrase, caps lock plus V, selected 15 of 72. All right, so if you want to hear the last phrase that was said, you can simply do caps lock V and it'll read the, the, the last phrase that it read. Increase voice volume, caps lock plus page up, selected 16 of 72. All right. Decrease voice volume, caps lock plus page down, select increase voice speed, caps lock plus plus, selected 18 of 72. Decrease voice speed, caps lock plus minus, selected 19 of 72. All right, so we can increase increase the volume, we can increase the rate, the speed of the speech, we can decrease those. Read item, caps lock plus D, selected 20 of 72. All right, read item is this going to be whatever item I am currently on, that's what it's going to read. Read item advanced, caps lock plus F, selected 21 right. of 72. That's going to be the next item after the item that I'm on. Read item spelled out, caps lock plus S, selected 22 of 72. All right, so with caps lock S, what's going to happen? With caps lock D, it's going to tell me the item I'm on. Caps lock F is going to tell me the next item. Cap lock S is going to tell me the item I'm on, but it's going to tell me by spelling it out. So if I didn't exactly understand what I'm on, I could do caps lock S and it would spell it out. Read window. Caps lock plus W. Selected 23 of 72. If I want to read an entire window, caps lock W. Read all items in containing area. Caps lock plus R. Selected 24 of 72. Okay, so if I have a, say, a frame or a certain uh, window on the 
screen or an area that has several different items in it, I can do that and it will read all the items in that particular area of the screen. Toggle mouse mode, caps lock plus number lock, selected 25 of 72. Okay, I can toggle the mouse mode. Toggle navigation mode, caps lock plus A, selected 26 of 72. I can ta toggle between standard navigation and uh, other navigation mode uh, that way. Move to last item in containing area, caps lock plus Q, selected 27 right. of 72. Move narrator cursor to system cursor, caps lock plus G, selected 28 of 72. That one could come in quite often. Let's say you'd moved your cursor around and you weren't where the system cursor was now and you wanted to go back there. Uh, maybe you're in a document and you've gone off reading. You're in the middle of the document somewhere and you've gone off to the top reading somewhere with narrator and now you want to come back to where your system cursor is, maybe to where you were typing or where you actually were reading in the document before you started going other places on the screen. You can very easily do that with caps lock G. Move narrator cursor to pointer caps lock plus T selected All right. 29 of 72. Now we're talking about moving narrator to the pointer. Set focus to item caps lock plus tilde selected 30 of 72. All right. So if I want to change where the focus is, I found something else on the screen that I want to be on in focus instead of where narrator is. I can do caps lock and tilde and move there. Go back one item caps lock plus backspace selected 31 right. of 72. Jump to link item caps lock plus insert selected 32 right. of 72. Recurrent row header caps lock plus F10 selected 33 of 72. All right. Now we're getting into the, some of the commands that you will will obviously be able to see are some more advanced reading commands. Um, we're talking about being able to read the first lot, header in a column. Recurrent column header caps lock plus F9 selected. Recurrent row caps lock plus F8 selected 35 of 72. Recurrent column caps lock plus F7 selected. Read which row and column narrator is in caps lock plus F5 selected 37 of 72. Okay, as you can see, these commands are, would all be very suited to use with Excel or uh, some spreadsheet. Jump to table cell caps lock plus F6 selected all 38 right, of 72. If we're in a table, we can jump to a specific cell. Jump to cell contents shift plus caps lock plus F6 selected 39 right. of 72. All right. Read text from start to cursor caps lock plus close square bracket selected 40 right. of 72. From from the start of the, the from the start of the screen to the cursor. Retext attributes caps lock plus zero selected forty one of seventy two. Find out cursor attributes like what color, the size, the font. Redocument caps lock plus H selected forty two of seventy two. This by the way works very well. Caps lock H and it'll start at the beginning of the document and read the document all the way through. Recurrent page control plus caps lock plus U selected forty three right, of seventy two. Page read next page caps lock plus U selected forty four of seventy two. Read previous page shift plus caps lock plus U select recurrent paragraph control plus caps lock plus I select read next paragraph caps lock plus I select read previous paragraph shift plus caps lock plus I selected 48 of 72 now you see they they really been using their put their thinking cap on um, for reading paragraphs everything has the letter I and then we change the keys that we use with the I depending on whether we want current paragraph previous paragraph or next paragraph recurrent line control plus caps lock plus O selected 49 of 72 read next line caps lock plus O selected read previous line shift plus caps lock plus O selected 51 All of 72. All right, so if I want to want line, it's going to be caps lock O, and then I'm going to change whether I need the shift or the control depending on whether I want previous line or next line. And caps lock O is just going to read my current line. Recurrent word, control plus caps lock plus P, selected 52 of 72. Read next word, caps lock plus P, selected 50. Read previous word, shift plus caps lock plus P, selected 54 right. of 72. Word. 
if it's current work, it's going to be shift uh, the caps lock with P, and then our previous would be with the shift, and then caps lock with the control for, for next. Read current character, control plus caps lock plus open square bracket, selected 55 of 72. Read next character, caps lock plus open square bracket, selected. Read previous character, shift plus caps lock plus open square bracket, selected 57 okay. of 72. Move to beginning of text, caps lock plus Y, selected 58 of 72. Alright, so if I have a block of text, I have a way to get to the beginning of the text. Move to end of text, caps lock plus B, selected and 59. End. Rewind while reading a document, caps lock plus N, selected 60 of 72. Fast forward while reading a document, caps lock plus comma, selected 61 of 72. Okay, and I'm sure you've seen that before in other screen readers where there's a key that'll let you jump ahead quicker. Jump to next heading, caps lock plus J, selected 62 jump, of 72. Jump to the next heading. Jump to previous heading, shift plus caps lock plus J, select. Jump to next table, caps lock plus K, selected 64 of 72. Jump to previous table, shift plus caps lock plus K, selected 6. Jump to next link, caps lock plus L, selected 66 of 72. Tables and I can jump to links. Jump to previous link, shift plus caps lock plus L, recurrent time and date, caps lock plus C, selected 68 of 72. Jump to next cell in row, caps lock plus F3, selected 6. Jump to previous cell in row, shift plus caps lock plus F3, select. Jump to next cell in column, caps lock plus F4, selected 6. Jump to previous cell in column, shift plus caps lock plus F4, selected. So that's taken me basically through all of the main reading commands. Scope, search box, editing, explorable text, stop reading, stop reading, control, selected, 1 of 18. And we just went through all of the commands all, all at once. Then past that list that gives you the list of all commands, if you wanted to look more specifically at uh, the reading commands you would use when you were editing, uh, it will breaks it down that way here and we'll show you that and uh, show you the commands that use for different modes, whether it's in a read-only mode or in an editing mode and so forth. So that's quite a nice little deal. Now the nice part about it is you can get to this list of commands from anywhere. If as long as you have narrator on, I don't care where you are, you can get to this list of commands. In our next section, we'll try to take a look at using narrator with some of today's applications that you very likely would want to use narrator with and see how well it works with some of the common off-the-shelf windows applications that you may want to look at but i wanted to spend the time this time on getting you comfortable with seeing all the commands that are available and seeing that it is now possible to do a lot of customization probably as much as you could might want to do with narrator it has the ability built in now to customize and get more commands of your choosing into narrator and make it a much more powerful screen reader The following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this demonstration of the iPhone 5, of course using VoiceOver. And I thought in this demonstration, I'll just go through a few features of the new iPhone 5, a physical description of the unit, and go through a few odds and ends, such as having a quick look at the phone application, because of course the iPhone being a phone to make phone calls, and a little bit about Siri at the end of the recording. So let me say that I've currently got my iPhone 5 here turned on. 
voiceovers running and it's currently sitting at the home screen in the locked mode. So as with all iPhones that have been developed since the first iPhone, Apple's continuing its continuation of improvement, such as you can see in the iPhone 3G stroke 3GS, the iPhone 4 and the 4S, and now the iPhone 5. So each new iPhone, of course, bringing new physical and software features with it in relation to the iOS that can take advantage of the extra hardware features or power in the phone. So when you get your iPhone 5 in the box, of course you have the iPhone 5 itself. You have the lightning to USB cable. Remembering that that's now the small cable, no longer the 30 pin connector cable. So you've got that small connection at one end which goes in either way. And of course the normal USB plug at the other end of the cable. You have the USB charger, of course, for charging the iPhone off a wall socket, a getting started guide, and of course the new earpods that have also the mic on the cord of one of the earpod wires. Okay, so let me go through some of the features of the new iPhone 5 itself. So we have two different color combinations. We have black and slate, or white and silver. The iPhone 5 comes, of course, in the three different size variations that we're used to with the 4S, etc. And that's 16GB, 32GB and 64GB. It has a brighter 4-inch diagonal display. So the actual iPhone 5 itself is longer, but it's not any wider than the iPhone 4S. It's definitely a lot lighter. So in fact, when you actually pick up the iPhone 5, it actually feels like one of those dummy phones you find in shops that's got nothing inside it. So it's extremely light in the hand. Of course, to try and fit as much technology into the iPhone 5, it's now got the Nano SIM, so smaller than the SIM that went into the iPhone 4S. It's actually got three mics now on the iPhone 5 to reduce noise and also to increase the voice recognition with Siri. Of course, here in Australia, we have the famous 4G stroke LTE. And using VoiceOver, if you check on the status line, you'll notice you'll have, for example, three or three bars with your Wi-Fi network. If you're on 3G, it'll say 3G. If you're on the famous 4G, it'll also say LTE in Australia. So you'll know you're on the LTE network. And I have to say the LTE that I have access to is a lot quicker than the Wi-Fi network that I have access to at work. It's an A6 chip and it's twice as fast as the chip in the iPhone 4S. Of course we have the FaceTime HD camera and the 8 megapixel camera at the back of the iPhone. And it now has a sapphire over the aperture for the camera at the back. And of course, one of the benefits of that, of course, is that it reduces scratching on the sapphire rather than having a glass cap over the aperture for the camera. Of course, being a taller iPhone or a longer iPhone, Apple has been able to squeeze in an extra row of icons on the screen as well. The iPhone comes with iOS 6. And as recording, I upgraded mine to iOS 6.0.1, which fixed a few issues here and there. Okay, so that's some of the major features of the iPhone 5 itself. Let me just go through a physical description. So I've currently got the iPhone 5 in my hand. My particular one is a 16 gig version. And basically holding it in your hand, if you weren't used to an iPhone 4 or a 4S, 
besides the weight and the longer or taller dimensions of the iPhone 5, it actually feels like an iPhone 4S except the back of the actual unit because on the iPhone 4S the back of the unit is all glass. On the back of this one you have metal in the middle and you have glass at the top and bottom of the iPhone on the back. But anyway, let's come back to the top of the iPhone and just go around a few of the physical features. And at the top of the iPhone, at the top edge, the only thing on the top edge on the right hand side is the power sleep button. If I come down the right hand side of the iPhone 5, round about in the middle, of course, is a little push out tray, and that's where you insert the nano SIM card. If we come down to the bottom edge of the iPhone 5, on the left hand edge you'll find the 3.5mm headphone jack. And remembering of course that on the iPhone 4S, that was at the top left hand side before, it's now down the bottom left hand side. Next to the headphone jack you have the microphone for doing recordings. In the middle of course you have the new LTE connector. And remember that the LTE connector port now is the small connector, no longer the 30-pin connector that we had previously in the iPhone 4S. And then on the right-hand side, the bottom edge, you have the speaker. If we come over to the left-hand side, at the top left-hand edge of the iPhone 5, you have the mute switch. And if I flick it, and it's currently in the up position, which means mute is off. If I flick it down towards the back of the iPhone 5, which I'll do now, here a vibrate. And I've now turned the sound off and the iPhone 5 is basically in silent mode. So I push it up again. I've now unmuted the sound of the iPhone 5. Below that mute switch are two separate volume controls. The top one of course being the volume up, a round button. And the button below that, another round button, is the volume down. If we come to the front face of the iPhone 5 itself, the very top course is where the camera is, the front facing camera. The rest of that screen from the speaker grill just below the top edge on the front face to just below the round home button at the bottom of the front face is the multi-touch touchscreen of the iPhone 5. And of course as I just said right down the bottom in the middle just above the bottom edge on the front face of course is the round indented home button. If I turn the iPhone 5 over if you feel towards the top left hand edge of the back, you'll actually feel a slight indent and that's actually where the rear camera is located. And then if you bring your finger over to the right slightly to the right of that camera port, you'll feel a very smooth surface and that's actually the glass. If you bring your finger down slightly, you'll feel the start of the metal back and if you keep dragging your finger right down towards the bottom, you'll come to another edge and of course again that's another glass insert and the reason for the glass insert at the top and bottom of course is to allow the radio signals to get out of the iPhone 5 and connect with Wi-Fi, Bluetooth etc. So let me turn it back over again so we're facing the front and of course as the iPhone 5 comes with iOS 6 we have all the usual assistive technology options including voiceover which is the screen reader for iOS in this case the iPhone 5 Zoom, the screen magnification program, large fonts such as that you can turn on in mail, contacts, calendar etc. You can invert the colours of the screen to make it easier to see. You can speak auto text irrespective of whether voiceover is running or not. 
have mono audio to put two stereo channels into one mono stereo channel. We have guided access and with guided access you've got really two options in there. You can actually restrict certain parts of an application so that someone that has special needs will not accidentally activate buttons in an application that you may not wish them to activate. And another really cool feature of guided access is the fact that you can actually lock the mode where the person cannot by pressing the home button come out of the application it stays in the application of course we have assistive touch as well and that is where you can actually do custom gestures for things like pressing the home button doing a back gesture doing one two or three finger gestures etc to perform actions as i just said for the home button for the multitasking app switcher etc and that also includes siri and then finally we have of course the famous triple click and that's where you can associate the triple click of the home button where you can press the home button in my case three times to turn voiceover on or off set in from the home screen settings general accessibility triple click which is right down the bottom and then you can tick on or check on voiceover in my case and of course now with ios 6 all these accessibility options work together so you can definitely have voiceover screen reader and zoom the screen magnifier running at the same time and just a note about voiceover you can completely navigate the whole operating system and applications by using a bluetooth keyboard or indeed a bluetooth braille display and of course on the braille display if it has a braille keyboard or a qwerty keyboard you can also use that to input text into the iphone 5 and associated applications the navigation with the bluetooth keyboard includes navigation plus input of data as well the same as the braille display now when i upgraded from my iphone 4s to the iphone 5 I was actually able to use my existing iPhone 4S image and I just restored basically my phone from the iCloud. So nice and quick and easy to do. So that's enough talking about some of the overall features and the accessibility options found in iOS 6. So let's go and have a look at a few of the things of the iPhone 5. And as I said, I've currently got my iPhone locked at the home screen. So I'm just going to press the power sleep button at the top right hand side of the phone. 333. Okay, I'm going to touch down towards the bottom left hand side of the touch screen. Slide to unlock. Now that says slide, slide to unlock. I'm just going to double tap as the hints just said. Messages for new items. Double tap to open. Now I've actually currently got hints turned on. And for this demonstration, I'm actually just going to use my rotor, which is a two finger rotate on the screen. Volume. Punctuation. Hints. Okay, I'm going to do one finger flick down. Hints disabled. And I've actually disabled my hints for this demonstration, otherwise it's just going to start driving us crazy during the recording. The other thing I've also added to my rotor is speech rate, which you can add to the rotor as well if you wish, under settings, general accessibility, and inside the voiceover panel. So if I do a two-finger rotate again. Headings, language, characters, words, speech rate. Okay, there's speech rate in case you didn't hear it before. So if I do one finger flick down. 30%. 25%. Okay, one finger flick up. 30%. 35%. Okay, so I'm going to just have it back down on 30%. 30%. Just for this recording. Now, for those not familiar with the initial home screen of the iPhone 5, remembering when you're using VoiceOver, you can do several things to navigate. You can do a one finger drag around on the screen to find what's under your finger. So if I touch towards a third of the way down on my screen. Weather. It's weather. Drag my finger down. Clock. It's clock. Drag my finger down again. 
new items. Okay, App Store, etc. And I can also do a one finger flick left or right to move item by item. So I touch towards the top of the screen. Messages for new items. There's messages. If I do one finger flick to the right. Calendar. Monday, the 12th of November. One finger flick to the right again. Photos. Camera. And if I do one finger flick back. Photos. Calendar. Messages for new items. And if I try and go any further, we get the boink boink sound to let us know that we can't go any further. And of course, with the iPhone 5 and the status line, if I take my finger up to the grill and take my finger down a little bit. 3.35 p.m. Status bar item. Okay, we're on the status line. So if I do one finger flick to the left. Three of three bars. Wi-Fi signal strength. Okay, that's my Wi-Fi signal strength. One finger flick to the left again. Telstra Mobile Network. Telstra Mobile Network, that's my current carrier provider. One finger flick to the left again. Three of five bars, signal strength. Okay, three of five bars, that's my signal strength. And I try and go to the left again with one finger flick to the left. I can't go any further. So let me just do one finger flick to the right to get back to where we were previously. Telstra Mobile Network, three of three bars, 3.36 p.m. Okay, that's the time. One finger flick to the right again. Orientation locked. Okay, so you can tell that I've got currently got my orientation locked on the iPhone at the moment. Alarm set. My alarm is currently set. One finger flick to the right again. 48% battery power. 48% battery power. And one finger flick to the right again. And we heard the doing and we ended in that screen. So I can't actually flick back to the rest of that screen using the right flick left and right. I have to actually touch the screen to move out of the status area. So I'm going to touch a little bit further down the screen. Maps. Okay, and I've landed on maps. Now let me just show you quickly what's on the initial home screen of the iPhone and what's on the second screen so I can show you how to get to the second screen as well in case you're new to the iPhone in general. So I'm going to touch towards the top left hand side of the end. Messages. So on messages, I'm just going to do one finger flick to the right and we'll go through the whole icons on the screen. Calendar. Calendar. Monday, the 12th of November. Photos. Photos. Camera. Camera. Videos. Videos, as in movies, TV shows, etc. Maps. Maps. That's the famous now Apple Maps rather than Google Maps. Weather. Weather. Passbook. Passbook. Notes. Notes. Reminders. Reminders. Two new reminders, by the way. Clock. Clock. Stocks. Stocks. New stand folder. Zero new stand items. folder. Zero items. iTunes. iTunes. App Store. Two new App Store. Items. Two new items to update. So if I didn't have any updates, for example, that would just say App Store. Game Center. One Game new Center, item. Game Center. One new item there to for me to go and check. Settings. Settings. Page one of seven. Adjustable. Page one of seven, which is adjustable. I'll come back to that in a minute. And then we come down to the bottom of the iPhone screen, and some people call that the dock. Phone. So we have phone. That's the bottom left hand side. Next one. Mail. Mail. Next one. Safari. Safari or the web browser. Music. And music, which used to be called the iPod application a while ago but basically your music is your itunes music your audio books etc remember that with ios 6 now the podcasts are in that separate podcast application if you so wish but you can also wrangle a little bit to still have podcasts in the music app on your iphone if you still wish okay so the question is how do you get to the second screen for example so if i do one finger flick back to the left to get to that page one of seven safari mail phone page one of seven adjustable so get to page two i can do one finger flick up page two of seven okay so i'm now page two of seven i'll just show you another way you can do it as well if you so wish if i do one finger flick down page one of seven i'm going to touch the middle of my screen to so i know where the focus is app store two okay. new items now to get to the next screen going to the right, I do a three finger flick to the left. Page two of seven, utilities folder. Okay, Perhaps. so I'm now on page two. If I do a three finger flick now to the right, page one of seven, messages. I go back items. a home screen as such, 
and I'm back on the first screen. Now when I'm on the first screen and I do a number three finger flick to the right, search field is I'm now on the spotlight screen which is the search screen where you can search for items on your iPhone or indeed on the internet if you also wish. So of course to get back to the home screen I can do a three finger flick to the left then I'm back to the home screen. Now if you're in spotlight or you're on a second screen so I'm going to do a three finger flick to the left then on page two and I press the home button I'm also back to the first screen of the iPhone as well. So the home button will return you from other home screens, so to onwards up to 11, and return you from Spotlight, and it will also return you out of an application as well. Now I just wanted to show you what was in Utilities. So let me just go back to the second screen again, so three finger flick to the left. Page two of seven, Utilities folder. Okay, there's Utilities folder, one finger double tap to open it. Utilities, opened. And in Utilities, which comes pre-installed, are one finger flick to the right. Contacts. That's your contacts. Calculator. Calculator. Compass. Compass. Voice memos. And voice memos, where you can both make recordings and listen to your recordings, and you can also share those recordings out, for example, via email as well. And that, of course, works with the built-in microphone on the iPhone, or indeed with the ePod mic on the ePods that come with the iPhone as well. Okay, so that's it for those applications. Just going to press the Home button again to come back out. Utilities folder for apps. And I just want to show you the phone application. So I'm just going to touch on the bottom left-hand side. Phone. I've landed straight on the phone icon. One finger double tap. Phone. Phone number. Blank phone number. Okay, so it said blank phone number. So which means the last time I used my phone application, I was using the keyboard. So if I touch the middle of the screen. Five. Okay, five. I've still got my finger on the screen. If I take my finger up. Two. There's two. Take my finger straight down. Five. Five. Eight. Eight. Zero. Zero. I'm still going down. Call button. Call button. Drag my finger to the left. Save as contact button. Okay. Drag my finger back to the right. Call button. Right again. Delete. There's the delete button. And call it's going to go back to the call button. Take my finger off. Now at the moment with my iPhone 5 and the setup for voiceover, if I take my finger off a number, it puts the number into that currently blank edit field. So let me touch on 9. 9. Take my finger off. 9. 9. Find, drag my finger around to the 3. 3. Take my finger off. 3. 3. Touch it again. 3. 3. Find the 4. 4. And of course if I didn't get on the 4 and I got on 7. 7. Just drag my finger back to the 4. 4. Take my finger off. 4. And so on. And then if I try and find the call button, so in the middle coming down. 8. 0. Call. Button. OK. Take my finger off. Now if I do a one finger double tap, I can make a phone call. Or if I take my finger to the right of the call button. Delete. OK. There's the delete button. And of course the delete button, I can delete. touch it, take my finger off. Delete. Of course with the delete button, one finger double tap. Okay, so every time I was double tapping that, it was deleting the numbers out of the edit field. So if I now touch it again, blank phone number. it's blank. That's just a quick overview of the keyboard layout. Of course, I didn't go to the left and right of zero, which is cause your star on the left and your hash or pound sign on the right. But down the bottom of the phone app screen, which I also wanted to talk about besides the keyboard layout, is on the bottom left-hand side you have... Favorites, tab one of five. Okay, so favorites. That's where you can go in there and you've saved favourites or ticked favourites from your contacts that are people that you want to dial all the time. And rather than me dragging my finger to the right, I'm just going to do one finger flick to the right to go through the tabs. Recent, tab to a five. Here we have recent calls to your iPhone. 
and in there you can also clear that recent history too if you also wish and of course you can actually dial people back from those numbers that are in that list as well contacts tab three of five okay there's another way to get to your contacts and finger flick to the right again selected keypad keypad four of five and it currently says it's selected and one more finger flick to the right voicemail tab five of five and there's my voicemail tab and if i tap on that now that would actually dial my voicemail and of course i could then use the on-screen keyboard to put in things like one for new messages and so on. So let me come out of the phone app by pressing the home button. Utilities folder for apps. Now at the moment I've actually got my iPhone locked in portrait mode and I'll just show where you can actually lock or unlock portrait mode because as you have on the iPad where you can actually set your mute switch to an orientation lock there's currently no feature to do that on the iPhone, or at least I can't find it. So I'm going to bring up the app switcher, which is by pressing the home button twice. One, two. App switcher, phone. Okay, and of course the app switcher, I'm on the most recent app that I've run on my iPhone, and of course going through a number of screens to the oldest application. So if I do one finger flip to the right. Messages. New messages. Settings. Settings. Mail. Mail. And that's the end of it. So if I do a three finger flick to the left to go to the next screen. Page four of 26, voice memos. Okay, voice so memos. as you can tell, I've got 26 screen worths of apps that are just sitting there in a frozen state, so to speak, ready to be activated again. And of course, I could go into editing mode now, for one finger double tap and hold, and delete them from their frozen state, if you like, and free up a bit more of memory to use further applications. So I'm going to go back to the first screen of the app switcher that you land on by doing a three finger flick to the right. Page three of 26. And a three finger flick to the right again. Page two of 26. Now if I touch the bottom left hand side of the screen. Rotation lock, portrait locked, button. Okay, so it says rotation lock, portrait locked. If I do one finger double tap. Rotation lock, unlocked. Okay, so now if my iPhone goes sideways, and if I had hints turned on, VoiceOver would say landscape, home button to the right, or landscape, mode, home button to the left, etc. I actually prefer my phone in portrait mode and locked, so I'm going to one finger double tap again. Rotation lock, portrait locked. It's going to press the home button again. Utilities folder for apps. Okay, and we're back on that utilities folder that we were previously. So just to keep track of where we are, it's going to press the home button again to go back to the first home screen. Home, messages, for new items. Okay, and let's finally have a bit of a look at Siri. Do you turn on under Settings, General, and then Siri? And basically, there's a few ways to use Siri, but for initially, I'm just going to hold down the Home button until we hear a double beep, and then I'll actually say what I need to say, and then I'm going to release the Home button. What is the weather today in Gosford? Releasing the Home button. You said, what is the weather today in Gosford? Nice weather coming up for Gosford today, up to 25 degrees and partly sunny. Current conditions for Gosford, 24 degrees, a fair day, high 25, low 17. Now because the interface is now on the screen, I've basically got a listen button down towards the bottom of the screen. With voiceover, I can now just do a two finger double tap. So what I need to say, and either wait or two finger double tap again, and Siri will go off in performance function. So I'll do that now, two finger double tap. What is the weather today in London? Two finger double tap. You said, what is the weather today in London? Here's the weather for London, England today. Current conditions for London, 4 degrees, A for night, high 11, low 3. Ouch, that's cold, uh, according to Australian standards anyway. And let me just ask it what the time is. So again, two finger double tap. What is the time in Perth? Two finger double tap. You said, what is the time in Perth? In Perth, it's 12.54pm. Perth, 12.54pm today. 
Okay, and of course to dismiss Siri, I can now just press the home button once. Messages for new items. And we're back to the home screen. And of course with Siri, we've also got voice dictation on our on-screen keyboard. So let me go to the spotlight search. Now remember there's two ways to get to that. I'm currently on the first home screen, so I could do a three-finger flick to the right to our left, or I can press the home button. Empty list. And I'm on the search screen. So I'm going to find the bottom of my on-screen keyboard. Space. Space. Okay, drag my finger to the left. Dictate. Okay, that's the dictate button. Now what I'm going to do is do a one-finger double tap on the dictate button. Say what I want to search for. I'm going to search for a song called Pure Imagination. I'm going to do one finger double tap and I'll put the text what I've said into the spotlight search field and do the search. So I'll do that now. Pure imagination. Thinking. So one it's finger double tap. Pure imagination. Top search result. Music. Pure imagination from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Featuring jewelry. Froggy Frog versus Axel F. Crazy Ringtone. Ford. Three items found. Okay, I'm going to touch towards the top of the screen. Music. Pure imagination. And Willy one finger double tap. Selected. Music. And Music. you should have Back. that playing Button. in a minute. And of course, we've got voiceover running, two finger double tap, stops it playing. And I just want to check where I am. Yep, I've actually got into the music player. And I just stopped the speech by just doing a two finger touch on the screen. I'm just going to press the home button to come out of there. Now I've still got that activated in the background. So if I wanted to keep listening to that, two finger double tap. And two finger double tap again. Of course, stops it. Now in finishing, I just want to quickly go over one thing that people always ask me about adjusting the volume for voiceover. So if I start the music playing, okay, I'm pressing the home button, just turning the volume down and volume up. Okay, so I'm adjusting the volume of the music and two finger double tap to stop. But it's not adjusting the volume of voiceover. So the best way to adjust the volume for voiceover is to start it reading. And the best way that I did that is I touch on the middle of the screen. Reminders, two new items. And basically what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a two finger flick down to start voiceover reading continuously from where I've touched to the bottom of the screen. Reminders, As it's reading, items. volume Clock. up. Stocks. New stand folder. Okay, and Zero volume items. down. It's going down. Volume up. Keep pressing it. Okay, and two finger touch, of course, stops it. So basically, as voiceover is speaking, you can then use the volume up and volume down buttons to adjust the volume of voiceover, not the volume of the iPhone. And, last, and one last little trick that I've picked up recently, if you want to adjust the volume of Siri, if you hold down the home button and then press the volume down, okay, you're doing, 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 that's turned the volume down, volume up, doing, doing. Okay, and that adjusts the volume of Siri. That includes this demonstration of the iPhone 5, its features, physical description, a brief reminder of the assistive technology options available in iOS 6, and a quick go through of some of the gestures about navigating the screen, changing pages, using the home button, where your rotor lock switch is located, a go through of the phone app, and then finally, just a bit of a quick play with Siri. So I hope you found this demonstration useful. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services.
On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.